0: you know underneath where there's the like button is there's a like and celebrate and all this they should have a a new button which is a small violin broadcasting from essex it's the first of february pinch punch first day of the month the bitcoin price is currently thirty-four thousand two hundred thirty-five dollars i am your host aaron dawn and joining me once again from north london is my hair messiah (laughs) mr (laughs) joseph memet hey joe Hi mate, you're right. I'm very well. How are you? Oh,
1: pretty good. I bet you must be. Are you gutted with that um, Reddit thing, that game shop?
0: GameStop. Yeah. Um, GameStop. No, no, not at all. I'm, I mean, it's activism. You know, it's 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 the little people fighting back against the big people. How can you be disappointed with that? That's that's what we want to see, right? We Want to see well, well, more are,
1: of it. Are they little people? Because all traders, right? The guy who started it was a trader himself, yeah. Hmm. So, obviously, he, he knows how it works, and he got himself a move, and, and they kind of like... Um...
0: Yeah, well, for those that um, don't know about this story, I mean, where have you been? I mean, it's yeah. pretty much been all over the place um, over the last couple of weeks, but essentially what Joe's referring to is GameStop, uh, the short squeeze that essentially um, wrecked a, 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 an elitist hedge fund over in New York. Um And essentially, all they did was um, they bought a stock that this hedge fund was short of, which means that they were planning on the price going down. And obviously, by them buying this stock, it went through the roof, um, which obviously um, liquidated a lot of these hedge funds, meant they had to pay an absolute fortune um, to buy the stock back, and they lost. So, yeah, Yeah. no, it it was genius what happened, but... um, yeah, I mean that was pretty. Um, that was a pretty uh, exciting thing to happen because it just shows a new paradigm of what the internet is doing to society. And well, whereas, whereas, the elites have had the advantage for so many decades, Joe, this is an example of the you know the little people fighting back.
1: Well, well I, I think this is where the internet is absolutely brilliant, right? Because you know it 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 actually shows that like, this. The smaller person, right, could actually compete with the big mm. boys. You know, in a collective, because they were all collective, weren't they? They, were, they, they had yeah. a game plan, and they yeah. executed fantastically, right? Yeah, so, no, well,
0: basically, it was organisation on yeah. a Reddit forum. Yeah. And exactly. this Reddit forum has now grown to 6.8 million people on yeah. this forum. Yeah. So, essentially, what happened was they shared an idea on there. If we do this, this could work. And, obviously you've got 6 million people all putting $100 in to a stock. Yeah. That's going to obviously increase the stock. Normally, you've got one hedge fund that could control billions and billions of dollars, and they try and dump the stock on their own. But this was a collective fight back... Um, against the establishment, and and obviously as usual, was, was the, it the establishment. Is... Well, the establishment got their own back immediately by you know stopping these little people from from trading. Well, that's um, right. That's they right. removed the buy button, so the that's upwards right. pressure so on the price got diminish straight away and so you know, where's the
1: freedom can... where's the freedom in that
0: well what it does it just opens people's eyes to say you, you right. know decentralizes is the way forward and hopefully people will realize the use case in bitcoin after yeah. this episode you know it's just another incident that basically highlights that no one's really free on these platforms you know this was all <laughs> born out of a, a trading app called robin hood which basically is USP, is that they do zero commission trades. Um, And once again, the adage is, if it's free, then you are the product, is is true in this case as well, because what Robin Hood people did was they would take the information given to them by the retail investors, they front run the market by buying the stock on their behalf, and then they sell it to the, the retail investors at a slightly inflated price. But at the same time, they also share the data with the hedge funds, so the hedge funds get notified where all the traffic's going. Yeah, so the, it's the, kind of insider frequency... trade. It's not illegal, no. but it's high-frequency trading, it's a, and once again, trade, it's an yeah. example of big data—you know—being extremely yeah. valuable in manipulating the market. Could we? Could we? Could the hairdressers learn about mm. this? Yeah, well, I think what you're seeing now on apps like Telegram is an organised movement of people um, trying to get their businesses up.
1: Oh, yeah, the Great Reopening. So the
0: Great Reopening, I'm not sure if many people, but I did have a few messages on social over the weekend saying that they weren't aware of, you know, the Great Reopening happening. But it was a movement that was inspired um, out of Italy, Uh, the IOPRO movement, uh, which means I, I open. I believe in italian yeah. i don't know you, you you're your Italian's probably a bit better than mine joe no i'm not Turkish um, it's closer it's probably <laughs> closer <laughs> to Italy than, than I am but um yeah, yeah i mean on. that was just another movement so hairdressers can learn a little bit and it's about how to organize in a decentralized fashion that's, that's um, as opposed to organizing through their expensive pr PRs um, and you know virtue signaling their way to change through the what, network because it doesn't is, it it comes across odd doesn't it well, We were talking about it earlier before the show.
1: I mean this is this is what I found really. Um Interesting about this all great reopening because I've 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 been in Telegram for about a week now, right? And, and you know yeah. one of the things that I saw that came up was this great reopening. So you you, you kind of follow it. You follow the the, the narrative, people messaging. And, yeah, let's do this, let's do this, yeah, we're gonna do this with you. Vienna, all all these cities, right? They were everybody got to do, but just to have Vienna. To well, Vienna as well. Vienna. They were supposed to do it Vienna as well. Italy, France. Yeah, Poland, Holland. Yeah,
0: this was a European movement. Um, right. But obviously, in order to avoid the confusion, the Telegram groups kind of, um, they got kind of split up. So they was more kind of geographic base. So I was in one for Essex. There was right. obviously one for the whole of the UK, which, yeah. So, I mean, it just shows you how quick the information spreads via these these new systems and, and, new and, I, and I kind of think it. that
1: people do like to sort of fight you know take a cause up right I think they like that especially when the freedom is, is at, um, at risk so mm. yeah they kind of took to, to challenge reading the, uh, the messages on the on telegram but then nothing happened
0: I mean, well, it's not fair to say nothing happened. I think there was a lot of there right. was a lot of interest, and there was a lot of people pushing for it. Um, in terms of you know people getting on the phones, emailing small business, you know sending them out the documentation they would need, you know their rights, their laws. So there was a lot of education. So even though not many businesses opened, I think there was about seventy businesses that opened that defied the lockdown. Well, that doesn't know, seem really? like a great deal. No, but, but I think the the bigger, I think the bigger part of this is the message and the education that was spread.
1: Yeah, well, the message actually came that doesn't come across anything really because that that uh, woman um, Sinead Quinn, right, the hairdresser up in Bradford, yeah. where she is right. She was yeah. she, she she was uh, froth washed out of a salon.
0: What, over the weekend? What, on yeah. Saturday?
1: Yeah, she was, you, you, you know, so... Yeah,
0: like I say, I think this is because only 70 salons opened, you know, I think they was hoping for more of, like, 50,000, like, in yeah. Italy, yeah. because obviously the authorities wouldn't be able to frog march 50,000 people out of their businesses, do you know what I mean? And, yeah, they wouldn't I, have the resources.
1: Yeah, I, I, and I suppose they it sort of always Italian place a little bit more friendly, because they've probably got a cousin who's a cousin who's a cousin, was a cousin of, a, of a hairdresser type of thing, right, you know, because police police is in europe a little bit more i know the police is cyprus right you know they're my cousins right hey you know i'd be you know that type of thing you know you go Mm. to you go to customs control, right? You, you know, it's one of your relatives, <laughs> type of thing. So, <laughs> yeah, you, you don't bend the rules. They don't bend the rules for you, but they d- they don't question you either, type of thing.
0: Yeah. So, you, you know well, I mean? blood's thicker than water, yeah. isn't it, Joe? Right,
1: exactly. But also, you respect it, right? You respect mm. the guy's profession, and he respects you, and and you kind of live a happy life, type of thing. Yeah. Like, you know, whereas other it's probably slightly different. So but yeah, no, I
0: mean, a big round of applause to everyone um for at least getting involved you know people are at the end of the day they're bored they're sat at home so they're going to be on the internet you know researching stuff and and opening their mind to things people just have to get off the echo chambers which are facebook and twitter and all of those things um, that's that's once again the centralized nature of the mess those messaging systems People have to realise that there are so many other platforms out there for their community. And just like us, you know, Salonomics, we've set up our Telegram chat. Anyone can join in um, on now. But there's loads of things like Mastodon. I've, I've recently joined that. That's a kind of federated, decentralized social media. Platform. Yeah, but I think I think what, what all these I'm solutions try out Well,
1: I'm trying to sort of say right is that you know because there's all these campaigns from uh, you know industry right, you know, chop the vet, etc., etc. Right, which we mm-hmm. talk about. But I'm just sort of saying right, but it, but no one's actually being collective, are they?
0: No, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's a by, by by using these centralized social media platforms, Instagram and Facebook, to get the message out about chop the vat. It comes across as virtuous, as opposed to an actual movement that's actually going to get anything done.
1: Because uh, because the way I saw, I mean, as you know, we both hairdressers ourselves, right? You know, what's a hairdresser, we're always a hairdresser, and hmm. um, we. we, we... We 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 apolitical for a start. I, I know we talk talk about politics and things like this for our for our emotions and our passion and things like that. But yeah. as as a head, we apolitical because our clients first. So you know it doesn't matter if she's a blue, red, green, whatever, right? You know a client yeah. is, is a client. So we apolitical. So I kind of think that when they try and make a, a political statement, the message doesn't come across. This is what I'm trying yeah. to say about the the Robin Hood thing. With the reddit because mm-hmm. there was there was one guy who, who mm. started this whole i forgot his name but you know the guy who started it and, yeah. and, he, and he got himself a, a following so obviously his message came across uh, precise concise and clear for people to understand that the smaller mm. man could actually say i'm going to put my hundred quid in him right Whereas yes. the, the the hairdressers the, the platform that we would talk about this, um you know, chopping the battle it doesn't come across it, it comes across as a message, yes, and everybody agrees to it, but mm. it doesn't grab um, any traction, really.
0: I yeah, know. I think I think like, I think because the message isn't clear enough. You know, right. um, if if the stat is right about only ten percent of salons that are actually exposed to VAT anyway, then naturally you're only going to get ten percent of people in our industry. <laughs> Joining in with this movement, which obviously, as we know, the government won't listen to <laughs> ten percent. Well, li- they'll listen to a majority of an industry, but they're well, not going to listen to a minority of an industry. I mean, well, that's probably it's probably the only scenario where the government does won't listen to the uh, the minority because they seem to listen to the minority every well, other factor of our lives. But that's another
1: story. This, well, I was on the National Hairdressers National Hairdresser and Beauty Federation website, right? Mm-hmm. and and i thought kind of i like came across the the industry contributes 6.6 billion pounds a year okay? mm-hmm. and there's two hundred fifty thousand hairdressers as, as you know give or take a, a few here and yeah now. i
0: think it's half a million if you include beauty in that right
1: well yeah it, but uh, but this was on their stats right Two sure. going by the naturally uh, their stats right 250 yeah. pounds. so i'm kind of thinking Every hairdresser in that stat is contributing £26,400 to government. I mean, that is a lot of money that they're contributing. Uh, yeah, and I mean, th- you mean in economic
0: turnover. You don't yeah. mean, like, in taxes, right? No, no, economic turnover. Right? Yeah, I mean, how I can, I can any hairdresser afford to pay twenty six pounds a year in tax? And
1: our industry, right, is one of the lowest when it comes to national minimum wage.
0: What do you mean by that?
1: Well, we, yeah. What's the national minimum? It's wage? the lowest what? Yeah, it's the lo- it's the lowest one, right?
0: So no, 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 no. no, no I don't understand what you're saying. You, well, you, we, hairdressers work. Yeah, you know, th- there's the, the minimum wage the, is is rife throughout our industry. Yeah, right. I mean it crippled yeah. our industry if you ask it, me. It, and that's I've what I'm a saying. All right? about it.
1: We we work the longest hours, right? Because you know it's so, all like yeah. you, we we work from nine to five, right? that's the that's the labour laws I believe they get uh, sure. the, the employment laws things like that, Sure. but if so a nice client comes at 5 in in any industry your last it comes 5 o'clock right you clock out don't you hairdressers now if a client comes at 5 o'clock right she has a haircut done mm. say so it gets messed up a little bit they have to redo it so you could be as a hairdresser you could be seeing that salon
0: waiting yeah, till, till 7, seven 8, 9pm yeah. and, yeah, no, that, and we've done that's that's that and we've done that that's fair enough yeah I mean i remember in the early 2000s when i was doing my apprenticeship you know uh, our wages were calculated on the fact that we was contracted to do 35 but we regularly do 60 plus easy do you know what i mean so when it when it when they when they figured that out we were essentially being paid what one pound 50 an hour even when the minimum minimum wage laws were kind of still in so there was a little bit of a yeah there was a little bit of a scam kind of going on there but um and, and this is the thing that I
1: find completely uh, you know sort of like infuriating with the the, the the professional bodies is that they, they they go with the government guidelines minimum wage level laws all these kind of things but yeah the, the per hour I, I think we get the lowest lower than you know for the age group right because it goes with sort of 60 plus 80 plus or twenty one plus or whatever it is yeah you know the, the hours we put in I, I, you like you saw rightly said and I remember as a, as a hairdresser myself you know you, you we could be in that sound till nine o'clock really really from a client that yeah. came in at five o'clock easy yeah so I, I just don't understand these, these figures right how they saw like the the National Hairdressers Federation and the professional hairdressers um, body right and the, and the beauty cats they know these numbers they know these figures right? right and yet do nothing at all to increase the standard of living to the hairdressers.
0: Well, I think you've got to look at their ulterior motives, haven't you, mate? Do you know what I mean? Um, you, you're looking at how many different professional bodies there are all representing yeah,
1: hairdressers. We did, yeah, we
0: did this the other day. Yeah, right. where'd they get their money from? They get their money from the hairdressers. Right. So, That's... you know, if your salary comes um, from not changing something, then, you know, you're going to struggle... To get anything changed so aren't you you know um, and this is my biggest issue with these you know they're quite happy to take the money and things to kind of keep you know plodding along as they are um, and it, all of these campaigns seem very virtuous but they never seem to go anywhere ever um, and you know there's always another bunch of people that will sign up in a year's two years later so they've constantly got. A comp- you know, a conveyor belt of people willing to hand over their 50 quids or their 100 quids or their 200 quids to the to these, uh, you know, organisations.
1: But that's that's the thing, though, right? So th- this campaign, chop the Fat, has been going for, what, six, seven months now? I think from the first lo- lockdown, I, I believe.
0: Uh, yeah, no, it was August, weren't it? Because it, it, it was a reaction to, hang on, well, how I, comes restaurants are getting yeah. to keep their VAT? You know, we should be able to. And obviously the government officially, at the time, they came out and poured you know, poured water on the momentum by say stating we have already bailed out hairdressers to the well, tune of X amount and right. we feel we're doing enough. And this is why I'm advocating for not chopping the bat, asking to get rid change of sector and have a permanent yeah. removal of hairdressing from the retail sector into the health and wellness sector. Because well, that's why you... we started this podcast, really. Yeah, because we, exactly. We, 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 you we you actually tried to, to
1: do it. We tried to do a campaign through Facebook
0: and all these social media. Well, we like didn't. So we never We never clicked. Did we we not... never execute. We never clicked on it, did we? We well, was like, well, we, we, we started should be doing this. As, well,
1: we started Cyanomics, right? you on that one part of the basis that sure. we would try try to change the... Uh, the how the...
0: people how people look at this industry. Right. Yeah, we, that was right. why. So
1: we, 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 so we did try and... We didn't get any reaction at all, did we, basically speaking? I, I don't understand why, because,
0: you know, when I talk to hairdressers... You, you know why? Because we're not paying a PR, £1,500 yeah. pound a month. Yeah, is that what it is? You know, that's what it is. That's what it is. All the PRs throughout this whole period have got to justify their salary, because, you know, they've got to try and do something, haven't they? You but, know, but, um, but you're talking to two pro,
1: uh, proven, experienced hairdressers, right? We, a wonderful background and yet you know when we talk about our uh the the the, the uh the disadvantage our industry we talk with passion we talk with mm. realism it, it's not a it's not a camp uh a, a PR that we we promoted we actually sort of said this is wrong mm. and everybody agrees with us but yet, Every, yeah
0: everyone everybody agrees with us but yeah, no you're one does anything right. right but but well, like I say, um, I think the VAT thing is essentially going to force more and more salons off the grid. Uh, and once again, you know, the actual tax revenues generated by this industry will decline. Um, because, you know, who can afford to pay VAT in this, in, I, I, in the environment that is coming up in the well, next well, couple of years? Well, look
1: at that um, that thing you sent me, Save Our Salons uh, campaign. Yes. Right? You
0: know, yes. What's all that about? Um, well, I mean, just another chop the VAT campaign. You know, they're asking for VAT to be lowered from twenty percent to five percent. But I don't think anybody's going to get behind a temporary measure. I think this has to be a permanent movement, and and basically asking the government for emergency funding. Like you say, is Oliver Twist going cap in the hand? Please, yeah. sir, can I have some more? So, and so the government we, uh, have basically said, well, how much do you want? I mean, we've kind of given you X amount, you know, and you want more. So, you know, this this has to be worked the other way around. People have either got to stop paying, figure out how to get around VAT, because it's no, nothing's going to change otherwise. This, this nothing's going to change.
1: So, again, Russ, so someone, the it campaign that started in August, that's been going through various forms of... Um, uh, exposure and now mm. you've got Save Our Salons I mean mm. is this person this campaign who started this campaign is she worried about the salon or is she worried about herself <laughs> or or he or I don't, I don't know I mean I shouldn't I say she because really, I don't know who's behind the campaign at all
0: Really so. Well, like I say, I don't, I don't think that's that's relevant. Whether she's trying to save her own bacon or whether she's trying to save any else's bacon. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't say the word bacon, should I? In, <laughs> no. in, in, in your presence? In, no, no. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But you, you know, you know what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. like I say, the whole thing's completely futile. I, 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 suppose they feel that they're, you know, they're they're going to get some pats on the back from people for, you know, we need to do this. We need to save our industry. But, like I say, you don't go to the government asking them. No. Changes have to be made at the grassroots level yes. so that it, the government's rule over us is futile. And the only... Like, we was talking in the, in our F the VAT show. Yeah. If we was in health and wellness, we'd be VAT exempt from time-based services. If we was in health and wellness, we would be working... Just like psychiatrists are now. Just like psychoanalysts are. Just like dentists are. We would be working now. So this idea that we stay in this retail bucket. When on the high street in five, six years time. There won't be any other retail on the high street. Apart from hairdressers. Because robots aren't coming to take our jobs anytime soon. So hairdressers have got to get together. And realise that they're in a very strong position. When it comes to their them being on the high street because we're not going away in the next 10 years whereas all the big retailers look you've had debenhams just been taken on by taken over by boohoo uh, you've had top shop just been um, taken over and the thing is they haven't taken over their retail businesses on the high street they've only taken over their online presences yeah. Yeah. and this is what's going to happen more and more and more but who on the high street won't Won't be able to, uh, will be able to continue trading in the next 10 years. It'll be hairdressing salons, it'll be beauty parlours, it'll be part of the entertainment thing that we've been talking about. So people have got to get with the program and understand that the power is within their own hands. This is only going to get harder in a cashless society as well. It's only going to get harder. Well, I
1: I disagree to the fact that I I think AI will take
0: our industry. I really do. The, no, it, it won't. Come it, on. It, it, what it won't. You re- it, it what won't. you reckon? You reckon someone's going to invest a million pounds into a haircutting robot? And well, no. And then charge thirty quid a no, no, haircut. No. for a robot. I, I
1: don't think a robot would cut your hair, but a hairdresser would behave be, be, be very robotic because he won't be able to think for himself. Right. The minute someone doesn't think for themselves, then mm. they are robotic. Okay. And which is what the industry is trying to get to too. Right? be become regulated you've got guidelines you've got set of rules all these kind of things right so i actually believe this the future salons will be controlled by guidelines by by regulations by methods which would be completely... well you mean
0: even more you mean it's... even more because salons and beauty businesses are already controlled by a ridiculously high amount of regulation health and safety laws. not enough not enough
1: not enough. I mean, it's not enough. That's what do you why. Mean? Well, we are not essential So it's it's until we become essential. We we. Literally, but that's
0: what I mean. We be, we become essential in the health and wellness sector.
1: No, we know the personal care sector. That's different sector, mate. If we become into, if we go into health and welfare sector. It's a different
0: story. No, but that's what I'm saying. We yeah. need to oh, yes, campaign yes, 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 to yes, get into yes, that sector yes. so we are considered essential. Yes, because exactly. what I've learned over the last year is people are missing their six-weekly trips to the hairdressing salon. Yeah, people feel a bit unkempt. People have resorted to watching YouTube videos and shaving their own heads off. Do but you know what I mean? Think, I can not say
1: something, though, right? If you, you look know. at the health and welfare sector, right? Mm. How many physiotherapists are there? How many yoga instructors are there? How many
0: psychotherapists are there? Are there? They're, they're of, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. But no, I just there's there's, to there's say, enough.
1: There's enough, right? There's and, enough. And they all do the same thing. It, it just had to go about doing it because you know you know what i mean hairdressing is not about doing the same thing as everybody else it, you know because that no two haircuts are the same i could cut the same bob on 100 different on 100 people it would look completely different in every single one of them yeah
0: yeah it's your niche right yeah you've got to find yeah. what your niche is right because every face is
1: different for a start i so, said you know so and each face has an individual um, look about it. hence why i never gave a hairstyle a name you know it's all like the, the bot well, bot you know, the, if you
0: want to make money in the 21st century, mate, you have to redefine what you can do until you're the best at what you do. Well, And, and ultimately, that's being yourself, right? Yeah, you're, yeah. you're going to be the best person in the world at being yourself. Well, as
1: Bruce Lee said, you know, if fears the man who, who, who kicks, who could do one kick 10 thousand times, rather than the man who could kick. 10 different thousand kicks. Away
0: yeah. I fear not the man who has practised 10,000 kicks, but I yeah. fear the man who has practised one kick 10,000 yeah. times. Exactly. Absolutely right. Yeah. yeah, so what you're saying is um, you can only cut bobs. Is that what you're <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I just have a, I just have a variation. Bobs, of the, uh, bobs, bobs but... and a blow dry. Well, That's well, it. Yeah, it's, but, it's, but like you say, you know, you're know, you a living, you're living proof of that philosophy
1: well, can, I, can I just
0: suspend on that
1: right every yeah, great
0: hairdresser every great hair
1: cutter hairdresser mm. right? they only know one haircut it's the variations of that haircut that that's well
0: it. yeah
1: i, I, I well, disagree well you disagree because you come from a, a very different generation from me i'm 20 yeah. years older than you right but like if you think about but that's the you think of the bob right mm. you think of john frieda you know the purdy look right you think of um Nicky Clark, the, the flicky, you know, the flicky Bob, right? Mm. It, every great every hairdresser has one haircut and then they have signature. a
0: you mean yeah. You mean they've got a signature? Not not it's the fact si- that they only do one haircut. Yeah, you it's mean a the signature. fact they've got a signature? Well, haircut.
1: they're sitting because it's that one strong look, right? And then you have a variation of that. And mm. and that's exactly what a term. What's it? I've lost you. Where have you just yeah, No. No. Um, no, my, my just I just got a message. Brain uh, freeze. Yeah. Um, I saw. Yeah, brain freeze. No, so like what it is, right, is that you. you we're not, we're, we could not We can all do a lead haircut. We could all do it, but you have one strong haircut, and you have a variation of that haircut for every client. Because when you're busy, I mean, look, when I, in in the in the eighties and nineties, right, we used to sort of do about sort of ten to fifteen haircuts a day right I mean these, these days someone does about five clients a day right they're busy it, it, if you sort of look at sort of our generation of hairdressers in in, in, the, in the higher altruals right we should sort of do about 20 clients a day and uh, half of were haircuts half of blow dries okay so mm. uh, we used to sort of keep clients waiting an hour or so all right and the thing is that when you've got no time to think you you this is where the training came really really important right you have to have a method so you you get the client and and you sort of give it all you can but you subconsciously cut it the same haircut it's just a slight variation that made all the difference from the previous haircut to the next haircut you're going to cut mm. right but it's basically the same haircut and, right. that, and that's what actually made us go through a day and survive and you build up a reputation from it, it's not a, it's not a question of like knowing 10 different haircuts because you're never going to do those t- different haircuts every day. No. no,
0: but they're foundations, aren't they, yeah. you can build on. But how does this relate to robots taking over well, industry? Because well, a robot will have a signature haircut and will well, go to that robot. Well, to, no,
1: no, I, I was sort of saying AI will take over the industry, right? But the minute you walk in through that
0: door, right, you're going to have AI it, Define the way. AI, though, Joe. Like, because most artificial people artificial don't. Mo, Artif- yeah, but mo, but that 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 comes in many, many different forms. Artificial well, intelligence can be algorithms from how much product you've sold that Well, that, okay, that okay, month. okay, all right, okay. So, so define it. Are you talking about a robot or are you talking about data around the shop making things I'm contactless? Gonna say, I'm going to say
1: robots, I'm not, not the, data. The right, admin. But there's going to be the admin
0: Okay, right. well, I disagree. Like I say, I can't see someone investing a million pounds in a robot that can do things. 30 quid haircuts
1: but book-
0: I, it, 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 you know the second that day happens hairdressing isn't an entertainment slash feel-good industry it then becomes like going to the dentist like a chore like something you have to do for your health and um and, and like i say hairdressing although it makes you mentally feel good it's not a necessity it's not a choice. something that someone chooses to do because of atmosphere, because it makes them feel good. I can't see anybody going to a, a robotic salon the, and having the same feel-good factor from a robotic can, salon Can, I, can I something, right? Than going to see a human.
1: Most hairdressers these these actually, are quite robotic. Because, you know, you go to a salon, right? Not that I've, been, not that I've worked in a salon for a while, right? But it kind of goes in and they walk out, they don't really engage with deck The hairdresser doesn't really engage with the client, and the client do not really engage with the um, hairdresser anymore. Those yeah, days why I've is gone. that?
0: Because they've got 15 to do, and they've got literally three minutes, <laughs> three minutes to do them in. Do you know what I mean? And why is that? Because they're being taxed so heavily on everything that they do,
1: they can't actually. They can't actually
0: stand back and breathe for a moment. You know, know, essentially, you've got to look at the starting point of all this, and the starting point of all this is the fact that out of every single haircut, a ridiculous percentage of that has to go to other people. So the person actually doing the cutting isn't keeping enough of that haircut. So in order for them to make some money. They have to squeeze in as many people as possible to order, to earn some money. I, I, and that I, can't be good. I, I, like, that can't be good for the industry doing 10 to 15 but, clients a but day. You know, it though. It, but
1: they just They do They don't do that though. I mean, look, in, in my soul, in, into the 80s and 90s, which is a big mm-hmm. boom, a great, a great period of hairdressing in this country, right? yeah we we did those numbers we, like i said to you earlier on we used to do about 20 clients a day you know yeah. million, we should come in right we used to see a fully booked column and we're talking about eight thirty till to 5 or a, every half an hour nowadays yeah. right an idea of a fully booked column right it's like every couple of hours we'll so do five six clients that is mm. so i agree with you but the numbers are different
0: yeah the numbers are different there's a lot more salons open today right um than there was probably in the 80s right oh, you know that, that's... that is true
1: that is true
0: so it is a numbers game all of this is a numbers game and and you know there's 5,000 salons out of the 50,000 that there was that have closed down because of covid and that number is going to keep going up i had a confidential chat with a friend of mine the other day he says if they're locked down past april they're struggling yeah. you know they're considering selling up and and moving and, oh, just, uh, and just taking all their money out of the industry. Okay. You know, that's that's one salon with, you know, seven or eight, you know, people reliant on that salon. So what happens to those young people then? Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Well, I said that when
1: we did that um, podcast with um, the, what was that, like, the Lodcombe um, girls?
0: Was oh, Kerry, yeah, Kerry and Angeline,
1: yeah. I, I said to you, if you haven't if you got a cash flow that's going to sort of sustain you for six months, well, you might as well just shut shop. Mm. Really? Yeah. And that was then really yeah. because you know every business has got to have
0: enough cash flow to survive. So what's the solution then, Joe? How do we do it? What do we? How do we tackle first to solve this problem? What well, do we I, tackle in the hairdressing? I I think
1: the, the, the first thing that it's about getting unity. is it's actually getting hairdressers to understand that um, that the problem is is a national problem. It's it's a. It affects them personally, not the, so much the southern owners because the southern owners have all got their own agenda, mm. right? The hairdressers is is the, the like you were sort of saying earlier on the foot soldiers, the you know people on the floor. They're they're the yeah. most important.
0: They are and, the most important. great
1: and, and and they have to be in a position, right? what I said before, they have to keep more what they earn, and by by keeping keep more of what they earn right they will protect that status mm. and they will fight for it right now the minimum wage the, the, the hourly rate or the, the commission rate is so in favor of everybody but the hairdresser himself mm. and, and like you saw sort of said he has to work or she has to work like all the given hours just to earn a bit of money and, mm. and like you're right you saw sort of said about 40 of, of percent a, of a hairdresser's um, salary well, earnings goes to revenue anyway in one form of tax. Yeah, M- make them keep that and they will fight for it. it mm. really, uh, and, and that's how I sit And I, I can't see that happening because the whole narrative right now, I right, said the salon chop the back, but
0: it's not unity though, is it? It's no. education, yeah. it's individual education. Yeah. It's like there's nothing we can do by getting 10% of people together, but if you educate enough hairdressers individually. To get them to take a stand against this, and what can they do to yeah. circumvent the system, the better off they're going to be long term, the more independence they will have, and the under like the, the less exposure they will have to all of these you know nonsense things that are going on in the industry, um, you know that they're having to pay for in a, in an indirect way, you know, and VAT is essentially um, extracting tax dollars from every single salon. The tax dollars go to the government who then invest all those tax dollars in a, a failing centralised education system. You know, so once again, you know, this there's this indirect taxation that no one can explain where it all goes. But we just see this this failure of the system that's, that has happened like a slow a car crash in slow motion over 20 years. Can we pause on this because I've got my TV guy just come, right? So. <laughs> uh, well, can we not just wrap it up and then we can just crack, crack on? Yeah? Right, so let's wrap it up. What's got you go since you've been let back on LinkedIn? I, I hear you're being censored even more. Well,
1: I, I just have to mind my language, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, have, uh. I, I can't say a certain word, right? But so I'm going to sort of start saying fortification under the consent of the king yeah okay well that's (laughs) genius that is
0: genius but you know what um, I've also suggested to LinkedIn that they should you know underneath where there's the like button is there's a like and celebrate and all this they should have a, a new button which is a small violin so you can press the violin so rather than you having to explain treat them with disdain you could just click the violin button and just say oh yeah stop whinging, stop moaning do you know what i mean and and that'd be that'd be the end of it anyway yeah like joe says the tv guys there so his priority is a straight and um, gosalon.uk everyone follow us on telegram salonomics and yes i um i look forward to um speaking to you all soon take care everyone goodbye bye bye